I have an interesting question for you. I, I want to work through it in this podcast. I had a member write in, and he's asking about a deadbeat husband, and the wife is left to ponder her future. Here's the question that he asked me. I'll share it with you, and then we'll work through it in the podcast, he said. I'm trying to help a wife figure out what to do with her future. She's working on her marriage, but wants to be used by God in ministry, and she desires to make money. What advice do you have for me? How would you answer that question? Those questions, it is a good one, and I want to spend this podcast working through it. Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas. You can find me in my cyber home. If you would like to ask a question, you can do that. That is what people do with this ministry. They come to us every day, and they are asking all sorts of questions and saying all kinds of things, and we give them the space and the grace to be able to do that, and we try to come alongside and help them with their problems, whether it's a personal problem, situational difficulty, relationship conflict, or maybe something else that doesn't fit within those three categories. You're welcome to come to our forums and Ask your questions. If you don't support our ministry, that's fine. We have a community forum for you. You can ask any question you like, and it won't cost you anything. If you are a supporting member of our ministry, God bless you, and we have a, a private forum for you. And I want to thank you for your partnership with us in this gospel adventure that we are own. You know that every year we reach hundreds of thousands of lives globally. This year we will reach over one million individuals with the practical gospel of Jesus Christ. And we help these people by providing practical tools and ongoing training for effective living. Through the written resources, audio broadcast, equipping videos, and interactive forums that I was just talking about, the Lord is impacting lives through this ministry. For those of you who are not supporting us, will you partner with us to help continue this fantastic gospel adventure? You may donate or become a supporting member of our community by going to our website. For as little as $5 each month or $50 a year, you can provide practical tools for hurting souls. If you are a local church, will you support our missional endeavors around the world? Whatever you can give will help this ministry, and it will change many lives by the grace of God. And this question here is typical of what we work through. I rarely take a question and work it out in a 2,000-plus word article, which is what I have here. And if you want to read this podcast, you can do that. Go to our website, look for this particular title, Deadbeat Husband, Wife, Left to Ponder Her Future. You can see the question, and you can see all that I am going to share with you, and you can use this. In fact, I would encourage you to share it with a friend. If you have somebody that's going through a situation that is similar to this, I'm sure this won't map over their situation perfectly, but there are a lot of good ideas that I want to share with you, and you can share them with others. If you are in discipleship, you're discipling people, this is what you do. 
You can take our article content and you can use them as homework assignments. All right, so let me get into this. The man or woman, actually, I don't know who's asking this question. I'm trying to help a wife figure out what to do with her future. She's working on her marriage, but wants to be used by God in ministry, and she desires to make money. No problem. I'm glad she's working on her marriage. I'm glad she wants to be in ministry. I'm glad she desires to make money. The question is, what advice do you have for me? Here's what I said. You're asking three different questions that I would call marriage, ministry, and money. I'll interact with them individually as well as the critical overlap, because they do overlap with each other. Afterward, I will give you a few more practical thoughts. Now, the first thing that I recommend you do is to put these three categories in order of priority, and I'm sure you can do that easily. The three things that we're talking about are marriage, ministry, and money. Now, of course, the most important thing in this list is her Marriage. While she should not be passive about ministry or money, there is no doubt that her marriage is of primary importance. And so I'm going to start with that one first, and then I will move into ministry second, and then we will talk about money. And then I'll wrap up the podcast as I try to assimilate all of this at the end. Marriage. The covenant union between a man and a woman is the most significant relationship a person can have outside of her relationship with Christ. The Bible puts a high priority on marriage. I would encourage you to read Ephesians chapter 5. We all go there when we talk about marriage, and of course you know the passage very well. I'll not recite it here, but you can go there and read Ephesians 5 on marriage, and you can see the high priority that God puts on it as he ties the marriage, connects the marriage to Christ and the church. Now, I have written extensively on marriage as well as divorce. Now, what I would do is I would recommend that the person who is helping this wife, that he or she help her to sharpen her perspective on their covenant union. There must be an all-hands-on-deck mindset when it comes to their marriage. I know she's asking about ministry. She wants to do ministry. She wants to make some money. And again, as I said, there's nothing wrong with that. But there is a marriage problem in play here, and and she needs to make that of first importance. This biblical reaction to her marriage means the church must be involved in the restoration and ongoing maturing of her marriage. Though divorce is an option, because the Bible makes it an option, it is absolute the last response and only under strict biblical guidelines. And so we're not even going to play that card. I'm not going to play that card. I'm not sure if it's in play in this marriage or not, but I do want to throw that in there because divorce is an option under certain uh, situations. Now, I'll not interact more regarding her marriage because you can peruse our resources on this vital subject. In fact, I have it linked here. I have articles on husbands, wives, and repentance, by the way. And I would encourage you to select one of these topics. Or you can go to our search box on our website and type, type in something that comes to mind. And then I would also appeal to you to consider providing relevant articles as homework assignments for her and her husband. But the first thing that you want to focus on, whatever it takes to make it right, the marriage is 
of first importance. Now, the second issue, she wants to be in ministry. Well, I have a short sentence for you. She's already in ministry. Every Christian is in ministry. This is the Great Commission. This is Matthew 28. This call to ministry is part of every Christian's life. She is, present tense, a minister of the gospel, and the world is her stage. Now, make sure she understands this while guarding her heart against the modern Christian thinking that ministry is only a program within a church, within a parachurch construct, on a mission field. That's the way most people, if you talk to them, that hey, are you in ministry? They would go typically to one of those three places. Yeah, I'm doing this for the church, or I have a parachurch ministry, or I'm on the mission field, or I'm going to the mission field. I mean, that's ministry too. But ministry is a 24-7 mindset that happens the day you are regenerated. And I say this because she may be limiting the options that God offers. She should be ministering to herself and to her husband daily. If you're going to prioritize ministry, that's how you prioritize it. You always prioritize it with you. This is the only time, I believe, that you can say, I am number one. You have to take care of yourself. If you do not take care of yourself spiritually, you won't be fit to take care of anyone else. You are your number one ministry in the most God-centered way that you can think about that. Taking care of herself and her marriage is her first two ministry opportunities. She is already in ministry. Some individuals have a narrow, narrow understanding of ministry as though it is a job out there somewhere. There are dangers in narrow, narrowing the idea of the Lord's work to a vocation. It can be a vocation, but it's much more than that. Seeking the kingdom of God first begins in the heart, then your life and closest relationships. She needs to take care of her internal struggles, her heart, and then her life, her, her closest relationships. If you're not doing these things first, you're, you're at the wrong starting point. And so we have marriage, we have ministry, and then the third thing that you're asking about is money. As for making money, the first thing to know is that the Lord will take care of her. And we always want to start there. In fact, that's what he said in Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. God will take care of you. He always does, though it may be in ways that she does not anticipate. Now, if she's anxious about God's sovereign provision, she'll need to do some biblical exploring inside of her heart. There's a tendency within all of us to be self-reliant, to rely on ourselves rather than rely on God, and this wife is not an exception. I suspect you could take a historical look at her life and see a large sample size of God's faithful provision in her life, and I would encourage you to do that. You, you both turn around and look backward and, and get her to answer the questions about all the times that God has provided for her, and she will see that sample size, and she will be reminded that he has provided in the past, and he will do so in the future. Now, I'm not sure of her specific situation, especially the condition of her marriage and how it might play out practically, because I, I don't know the details of all the questions 
of all of your question because your your question was narrow and that's fine and so I'm speculating here and I'm trying to broaden it out because I want to answer you thoroughly and so let me suggest three possible scenarios that could approximate her life and her marriage one maybe her husband is not making enough money to cover their expenses maybe that is the motivation behind the question of wanting to be in ministry and make money. It could be that her husband's not trying to make enough money, and it could be that they are on the verge of divorce and she's looking into a scary future. Now, all three of these scenarios could be in play. I don't know. Her specific situation will determine the course of action she needs to consider, obviously. Now, regarding the ones that I just mentioned, The husband's not making enough money. The husband's not trying to make enough money, or their marriage is about to go under. There are two things for you to consider. I mean, one is financial counseling. If there is a money issue here, you want to provide financial counseling to see where they are and what can they cut out of their lives and what do they need to do to shore up themselves financially. And so one thing that you want to consider with this lady is financial counseling, and then two, obviously, is church involvement. The church must be involved in in these. These are three big spheres in her life, by the way. Marriage, ministry, and money are, are huge things, and you really don't want to go through this by yourself. And I know she has you. You're asking the question, but you want to make sure that her church is involved. Perhaps her husband's not interested in helping her walk through these issues. Now, if not, you'll need to guide her regarding financial counseling because he's not doing his job. Now, if he is doing the job, you want to come along beside him and help him and her to see where they are financially. There can come a time when a husband functionally disqualifies himself from leading his wife. And in a case like this, the church has to step up and help this family. And so you want financial counseling, you want church involvement. The church is a sanctification center for God's children. And if the husband is not stepping up to his leadership responsibilities, the church should insert itself into the marriage. And so the question that I'm working with in this podcast, someone writes in, I'm trying to help a wife figure out what to do with her future. She's working on her marriage, but wants to be used by God in ministry, and she desires to make money. What advice do you have for me? We covered marriage. It's of first importance. We covered ministry. She's in ministry now. Be careful about looking over the fence for ministry when you have it right before you. And then we talked a little bit about money. We need to find out what the problems are financially. Does she need to work because they're going under, or does she want to make money for other reasons? Now let's get into a few other things as I wrap up this podcast. And the first thing is I want to talk about is stewarding suffering. Suffering is a stewardship issue. And to whatever degree this lady's going through suffering, I don't know what degree that is, but she is suffering. And so no doubt the marriage is the most critical piece of this puzzle, and they should hold nothing back from trying to restore their covenant. If they are willing to restore their marriage and the husband will lead in this process, it's only a matter of her finding a place to serve outside the home if the marriage is right, only if the marriage is right. Again, the first place to begin her missional work is in the immediate world in which she lives, which is her family. 
it is possible that this wife is uncertain her marriage is going to make it. Now, maybe that's part of what's going on here, and she's fearful that she'll be left alone without an ability to provide for her future. That's a legitimate fear. I understand that. And if this is the case, you must compassionately reorient her mind back to faith in God. Now, I cannot overemphasize this point. Our innate tendency is not to trust God. It's so easy to think like Adam rather than Christ. And you'll have to continue to reorient her mind back to God's perseverance. God will finish what he has begun. He will see her through this struggle. And as you talk to her, make sure she has a robust theology of God's sovereignty as well as an understanding of how the Lord uses personal suffering to guide his children. That's why I was saying at the top of this section here, she needs to steward the suffering. Our first tendency is to run from suffering, and that's a a native reaction, and I get that, and there can be wisdom in that. But there's also wisdom in stewarding the suffering, learning from it trying to discern God's mind for what he is writing into the narrative of your life. It is not beyond God to use suffering as a means to move his children to where he wants them to be. In 1988, my wife of nine years left me. That decision was the single most devastating event of my life. I had no idea at the time that God was using that event to shape me into the person that I am today. Salvation is what made me his child. Salvation is what got me adopted into the family. But it was his heavy hand upon me and the crucible of suffering that shaped my sanctification. Make sure she does not miss the work of God in her life as he shapes her in the crucible of suffering. Sometimes over-anxiousness that motivates self-reliance Reliant efforts obscure the work of God in our lives. I'm asking you to make sure she's stewarding this suffering well because God is there. God is in it. What is God wanting to teach her about what she is going through? Now let's talk pragmatically. Perhaps she needs to get a job. If she needs to get a job, it is a straightforward, pragmatic response to her circumstances. They're not making enough money. She has the ability to make some money. She needs to go get a job. If she is working on everything that I have said thus far, she's working on the marriage. She's trying to make it right, and and she's taking care of herself and taking care of her husband spiritually. They are cooperating together. Then... She's riveted to God, and there's no question that she needs to find a job. It's imperative that she does find one. This need in her life is why I would not narrow my options to finding a ministry job. Again, you can do ministry anywhere, and she should be doing it now. Do not have a self-limiting perspective on ministry. Just find a job. Find work today. Do what you have to do to bring income home During this terrible season of my life, in 1988, I lost my family and my job. I went to several temporary agencies and put my name in their hats, three of them specifically. I rarely knew until the night before if I would be working the next day, but I was desperate. I just went and found a job. 
It wasn't about ministry anymore. I went to Bible college to go into ministry, but after God brought all this into my life, it, forget about doing a vocation. It was about surviving. I spent one summer picking up aluminum cans from ditches to sell them to make money. Though it was hard, and, and I would never want to go back to those days, I can reflect and see how God ordered my steps and shaped my mind. Those were painfully redemptive days. And so if they need more money and she has the ability to go get a job, go get a job and bring in that income. Now, as far as ministry is concerned, her future ministry is part of a journey that she is currently living. Did you hear that sentence? Her future ministry is part of a journey that she is currently living. If she is pursuing God, most of all, rest assured, he is guiding her to the place where she will be able to spread his fame. I could not serve God the way that I serve him today without walking down the path of suffering many years ago. And that's why I said her future ministry is part of the journey that she's currently living, which is why you don't want to miss out on what you're currently living, because God is going to use that as the foundation stones for whatever it is that you're going to do in the future. I suspect Joseph had similar thoughts. A Jewish family reared him in Israel, but God was calling him to another country to live among a different kind of people. It's essential she understands that stewarding well today's suffering sets the stage for future ministry. Good wine takes time. And make sure she's not thinking about a predetermined final destination at this point. Sometimes we can get it into our heads that, that this is what I'm going to be when I grow up, and, and I'm going to be that regardless, and nothing's going to tear me away from this ideal that I have in my mind. It's way too early. She is not yet out of God's school of hard knocks. James says that when we drive a stake down on what our future must be, it is arrogance. That's James 4, 13 through 17. He said it this way, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Make sure she does not drive a predetermined stake down on what her final destination will be. That is arrogance. So take care of your marriage. This is what I've talked about thus far. Make sure you're restoring your marriage at all cost. Make sure the church is involved. Make sure you're getting the money that is necessary to sustain you and your family. Learn and mature from the suffering. If these four aspects of her life are biblically in process, she should be thinking about the things she would like to do with her life. Now let's get to the ministry, the luxury part. I'm working on the marriage. I'm taking care of business. I have a job. I'm making money. We're provided for. But I want to do ministry. The first thing I would tell her is that well, it's rare for a person to do the vocation that they're gifted to do. 
I think if you were to take a poll of the people in your church and if you were to ask them, what if you could do anything in the world, what would you like to do? And they write that down on a piece of paper, and then you ask them, well, what are you doing for a living? The majority of people, those things would be different. They would not be the same. And so it's rare for a person to do the thing that they love to do, passionate about doing, that they're gifted to do. Most people work a job to provide for their families, and they they do the thing that they love as a side hobby, a side hustle. I'm not sure how this will work out for her. Only God can answer that question. Obviously, I can't, you can't. Maybe she'll just have to work a job for the rest of her life, and it won't be her passion, and she'll do a ministry on the side. But nevertheless, she does need to give some thought to the thing that she wants to do most of all. Now, for me, it's helping people. That's what I want to do. That's how I want to live. That's, how, that's what I want to be doing when I die. I want to be helping people. Myself first, my wife second, my children third, and then whoever else comes knocking on our door. I, but helping people is a broad category that can go in a zillion different directions. And so what you want her to do is you, you want her to hold her dreams loosely, this is the part about not driving a stake down, saying, I will do this one way or the other. I will not be stopped. God may or may not give her precisely what she wants, but he will give her exactly what he wants her to possess. If she forces the issue by exerting her self-will in spite of what God may desire for her, it will not go well. This self-reliant reaction is a common mistake people make. For example, they err in their choice of marriage partners. They don't listen to wisdom but charge ahead, only to live a life of broken expectations. We can do this with our job choices, too. Now, with these things in mind, I want to wrap this podcast up with three final considerations about her doing ministry. The first one is gifting. What is the thing that she's good at doing? Let, let, her, let her not be the only judge of, of this question. What do other people say she's good at doing? Who are the people in her life who will shoot straight with her. For example, there are a lot of people who want to become a biblical counselor because they have gone through a traumatic experience and they want to help others. Very good. This is a wonderful desire. But they do not have the skill set to become a formalized biblical counselor. They may be a good friend, but they don't have the analytical ability. They don't have the stamina, the wisdom, the courage, and all the other necessary elements to interact with top-level challenges, which is what biblical counseling does. And so you want to examine her gifting. Number two is success. Where has she been or where has she seen success in her life? Where have others seen success in her life? What things has she done well? And there should be measurable results. Now, you add the success question to the gifting question. I mean, if you're gifting, if you're gifted, you should have success. Those things should stack on top of it. Success should stack on top of gifting. I have trained a few people who wanted to be counselors, but they have no historical record of success as a counselor. There should be those in your life who have already benefited from what you say you're good at doing. People should be demanding your gifting. And it's one of the most explicit indicators of your ability to do something well. Are there people in her life who are willing to be honest with her about this matter? This critical juncture in her life is not the time for sentimentality or misguided sympathy. There should be precise, objective data from people who have been affected by her. Sometimes our friends can pull for us from a friendship perspective rather than out of wisdom. 
Has she had success? The success will probably answer the gifting question, which was number one. And then number three, you want to have a game plan. With her gifting assessed competently and her success measured objectively, it's time to figure out a game plan. She needs to begin working toward doing that thing she does best. There's a question that came into our website, Deadbeat Husband, Wife Left to Ponder Her Future. It's kind of a broad, ambiguous question. I've covered it in this podcast. I want to close with this call to action. I have five things for you. Number one, is she focused on herself, first of all? Now, what I mean by this is that if she is not spiritually fit, she will not be able to help anyone. And so her first ministry call is to herself. Is she, t- is, is she taking care of herself? Number two, is she working hard on fixing her marriage? This is an infrastructure question. You're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your marriage. If you have children, you're taking care of your children. You're taking care of your family. You're building out the infrastructure before you go out there and start ministering to other people. So number one, is she focused on herself first of all? Number two, is she working hard on fixing her marriage? Number three, are they making more money than they are spending? A simple, pragmatic, practical question. Are they making more money than they are spending? Then they're probably in a good place financially. Number four, is her church coming alongside them to provide care, counsel? And then number five, if all of these things are moving in the right direction, She should be free to think about how she wants to extend her ministry outside of her home. The podcast, Deadbeat Husband, Wife Left, Ponder Her Future. If you would like to talk more specifically about this, go to our forums, ask your question. Our team is there to serve you. Let us do that. It would be our joy. Thanks for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.